Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just a Clap, the only show that's finally figuring out the middle point of ass to mouth. Because we're going to finally get through that button. list. I, I, I wouldn't say belly button, I would say, yeah, belly button, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we'd have to measure, but yeah, I think belly button. Oh no, oh no. What did you just do? Oh, there we go. I thought we were going to have a little... There's crack. the list. We are almost done catching up on the list that you had built from hiatus. Yep. Do you want to start at the top or the bottom? Uh, let's go tits to... Well, the, but, yeah, tits to ass, I think is how we've been doing it. Um, the Rick and Morty finale, question mark? Why do you say question mark? Um, well... Let's get into, have you seen this season of Rick and Morty? No, I haven't watched any of it. Cool. So, this season might be the darkest we've ever seen. Um, they might kill That's a child. something? They might kill a child as a throwaway joke. That happens. Okay, then. They might kill a little girl on a throwaway joke. Um, is this the darkest episode we've ever seen? Yes. Thematically, yes. But. Well, we also have the Purge episode, which is pretty dark. Mm, no. And then we have the episode where they're all watching the different uh, versions of themselves. And Summer completely loses it. And Rick has to explain to her about the other selves being buried in the backyard. Yes. But this season um, is very much about Rick. He turns himself into a pickle. He goes all saw. Have you not seen that episode? You haven't seen any of the third episode, uh, third season. That's okay. Um, How did they end it? Well, basically, Jerry wins. Jerry never wins. Jerry wins, okay. which would be the darkest thing Rick can think of. Wow, you have a point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That no matter what Rick does, Jerry's gonna Jerry wins. Point. Now, secret That's finale, we kind of hinted about. Um, there is a part where, on the quote-unquote season finale, that Mr. Poopy Butthole talks about <laughs> seeing everyone with a big white beard and all that jazz. Santa Claus. Um, so will we see a secret finale in December? Maybe. They've done stuff like that before. Yeah. Fuck with the viewership? Absolutely. Well, that's kind of their deal. And you haven't seen any of the third season, so, Deb, a little bit of spoilers. A little bit. I don't mind. They do go back to the Citadel of Ricks. Ah, the Council um, of Ricks. The Council of Ricks. It's located in the Citadel of Ricks, yes. Yes. Um, and they vote... Well, the Mortys uh, get a vote for later. Okay. When you see it, you have to watch it, man. Okay. I'll get around to it. 
it's not one of those. Alright, cool. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm in the best possible way. What would you like to talk about next? Uh, the, the fact that, like, secret eye patch Morty, like, evil Morty. Evil Morty. The one who was torturing all the other Mortys to yeah. hide them. Ugh. Gets voted as the head of the Council of Bricks. Oh, God. Yeah. That's not gonna go well. Mm-mm. And it never gets, it never gets paid off, which means that's they, gonna be the yeah. secret finale. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Evil we'll go tits to ass. Um, I've been rewatching Futurama. I rewatched all of it recently. Rad. Huh? I rewatched all of it last week. And all of it? Oh yeah. Like all of it, all of it. Yeah, I have a lot of free time. Okay. It holds up. It holds up super well. Oh, okay. Futurama. Yeah. It still makes me laugh. Yeah. Why do you have that awkward face? You're Jim Jeffries, eh? I was just gonna say that, like, in the first episode, like, they actually had Nibbler's shadow. Mm -hmm. I think I was watching the special features on Bender's big, Bender's big score, and they were talking about how it got so, so complicated with Bender coming back to kill Fry and Nibbler being around that they actually had to drive diagrams as to where everybody was standing in the cryo lab on New Year's Eve. Yeah, but Lila wasn't there. It was only... No, it was Bender and Nibbler and Fry. And other Fry. And other Fry? Remember when Fry comes back and talks to Nibbler? Yeah. And uh, I was going to say, you know, he talks to Nibbler because he defeated the big brains and they sent him back. Mm-hmm. And so Fry's underneath the desk with Nibbler. He goes... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Fry in the chair, other Fry under the desk with Nibbler, and then Bender's, I think, hiding behind his girlfriend in one of the cryo tubes. Wait, girlfriend? His ex girlfriend. What was her name? Oh, uh, yeah. Like Cindy or something like that? Sure. Sure. I think that they might suffer from a case of too many PhDs, but you know. Well, I think they set up a lot of stuff. Um, at one point, like, I think they bring up his dog in the first season. Ugh, gotta hate the fucking episode. But what I really wanted to bring up in terms of Futurama is that I've been rewatching the first season, mm -hmm. and it does suffer from the Simpsons thing, where the voices aren't... Quite the same. 100%. Um, the animation isn't 100%. It's also pre-HD. Huh? It was pre-digital uh, TV. Yeah, so you couldn't see Amy's... Tattoo? Yeah. yeah. Look, that's... I have a obscene tattoo on my arm. Oh, that's cute. Aw, couldn't see without a... F which, a TV that we probably already have. Um, gifted. Love it. It's not getting great reviews. Gifted? Yeah. You're okay, out of your fucking not, mind. That's actually not true. The critics love it. It's not getting good viewership. Uh, bullshit. I just read an article about it yesterday. Really? Yeah. Gifted is not getting watched? 
At all? No, it's okay. It's not great. But you know how Fox is with their shows. Especially one like that that's probably pretty expensive to make. It is expensive to make. Um, but we have a really great showrunner, uh, Matt Nix, mm-hmm. who did Burn Notice. I love that show. Right. And how long did that take to really come to the cultural consciousness? Yeah, but that was also in USA, who keeps their shows for a really long time. Fox doesn't do that. Look what they did to Firefly. And there we have it, folks. On that. like, Fox doesn't give a show a chance to breathe most of the time. No. Dollhouse. Ugh. A great show! Oh, I didn't say it wasn't a great show. They just No, I'm saying, like, it didn't give it enough room to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Gifted should be getting the ratings. I'm sorry, compared to Inhumans? (laughs) I don't think you can compare the two. Yeah, you kind of weirdly can. Between Uh, Humans is so bad. And then it's a family drama. But in... Okay, yeah. Comparing Gifted to Inhumans, I, I know is a flawed argument, but the fact that, like, Fox is doing better than ABC, Disney, with all of the all of the requirements they need to, like, do it right with Marvel... Oh, we're going to have it, like, situated in, like, Hawaii, so, like, it doesn't affect any of the other Marvel Universe. Why would you do that? Maybe they were having problems with the crossovers. Yeah, well, we'll see that with... After Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm I'm sorry, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After Inhumans ends, and we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Inhumans actually influence anything? Well, considering how poorly it's been received. No. That's a, that's a no. <laughs> yeah. It, it was very poorly received. But, I mean, we also have uh, The Runaways coming up on Hulu. I'm so excited for that. I'm not sure when. Pretty soon, I think. I want that rabbit. I, I want that raptor so bad. I, I want that velociraptor so bad. Doesn't everybody? I, I read. I read. Huh? Doesn't everybody want a velociraptor? It's not everybody. I I truly wouldn't. Um. Oh God, no. 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 Okay. Opens doors, eats people I love. Nope. Makes you do weird things with Jello. Does it? In the first Jurassic Park, when she's holding the jello and notices it coming up behind them, her hands start shaking. Yeah, I guess. And then she hacks the system using Unix. Which wouldn't happen. <laughs> I always forget that Samuel Jackson is in Jurassic Park. Uh, hold on to your butt. <laughs> Which, did he mean cigarettes or your actual butt? Does it matter? At the time he says it, no. 
Does it matter now? No. Okay. Do you want to talk about the other Fox show on your list? The Orville? Yeah. So, um... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I watched the first few episodes, and I think it's cute, but I don't like watching it week to week. I kind of like waiting till there's two or three of them, so I can kind of lock myself into the universe. Especially because they're hour-long episodes. Yeah. Or 45-minute episodes, depending on how you watch it. Yeah. But like I said, I, I like watching two or three together so I can kind of lock my brain into the universe and the rules of the universe. I think it's too beholden to the Star Trek mythology. Do you think maybe that they'll grow a little bit on that? Do you think maybe they just wanted to establish it and then they'll kind of veer off into their own place? No. No? Well, what do you like about it? I don't. You don't like it at all? I'm not a huge fan, no. Okay. It's doing pretty well. Yeah, and millennials don't know about Star Trek. Well, that's a lie. Is it? Yeah, especially since they just put out their new series, Discovery. Admittedly, that's only on the app, but still. But, like, in terms of, like, the old school Star Trek, where... They, like, take commercial breaks, they fade to black, they fade back into black, like, everything about it is filmed. Very much in the style of early Star Trek. Yes. Okay. It's one of my favorite episodes is in the first season of Star Trek, where they end up stuck at the OK Corral. In the hologram, yeah. Was it in the holodeck? It had to have been. Not necessarily. You remember in, like, the original Star Trek, there was always, you know, some all-knowing entity who could do random-ass crap. A dungeon master. A dungeon master, if you will. Or a game master. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, lock and key. Wow, that just ended the conversation. I was waiting for the follow-up. I liked it! Well, it's been in development for a really long time. Like, I think they had the rights got traded a few times, if that makes sense. It does. But, I mean, I haven't watched it. Um, I read the comics. Uh, this is, once again, one of those shows where... I got actually called out by a co-worker about... So you just read it. But, like, if it's not what you read, like, you totally hate it. When it gets, you know, turned into a movie or whatever. A TV show, yeah. Yeah. Um, even with the TV show, yeah. Walking Dead, Gifted, so forth, so on. Mm-hmm. Because I totally know what those fucking tattoos are on Gifted. They're out. <laughs> and I know who that doctor is going to turn into. Ahab. Um, and he's going to have... Enough with the creepy whisper, thank you. Cool. Um, what are we on? Lock and key. Right. And you got called out by a co-worker. I did. Um, so, I know there have been, like, what, one or two pilots of Lock and Key. I think, like I said, and I think they just, like, even more, the rights just got sold a lot. I, I agree. 
Yeah. And I think that, like, whatever company was like, we have to be this pilot, whether it's good or not. Red Roger Corman, Fox, Fantastic Four. Ugh. That happened. So painful. Mm. And even more painful as Fox kept going with the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four rights. Oof. Right. <clears throat> but, um, with Lock and Key, I don't think it's found its right place. I think that... I love the comic. I read the entirety. Um, I bought the box set, I think, is what I was going to go with on this one. Mm-hmm. Um... I think it needs to be on a, like, FX, AMC type of thing. I think FX has got the rights. I think maybe. FX has the rights now. Fox. So. Um, but I think you just have to get it right. It's really hard to do something like that, though. Well, that begs the question, like, whatever happened to the Salmon movie? Um... I think it was dependent on Joseph Gordon-Levy, and he dropped out of the project. Right. I'm not 100% sure. And Neil Gaiman will not put his name on anything that doesn't feel great. Well, at least he doesn't sell the rights and then get pissed about it later like Alan Moore. Yeah, we'll give you that. Just saying. Ugh. Big Mouth is next on the list. Okay, so you've been bugging me for what? Two weeks to watch Big Mouth? Yep. I watched the whole thing. Twice. Yeah, actually, twice. Oh my god, it is so uncomfortable and funny at the same time. We're going to talk about the hormone monsters? Monsters, yes. So the whole show's premised on the... Two kids going to, you know, you want to say public school, but it's obviously Jewish. Um, <laughs> and they're going to middle school, and it's all about them and puberty. Um, the one of the main characters, uh, Andrew, is based on Andrew Goldberg, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote a shit ton of journal entries about him going through puberty. They turned it into a show because he was friends with Nick Kroll, which means you just get a show. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you? I just, I love how they represent the uncomfortability of not being able to kind of control your brain or your body as the hormone monster. Well, very early on, you have the, how do I get rid of you? Jerk off. Yeah, jerk off. Like, you get rid of the hormone monster by jerking off to your dad's business partner who's in human resources, Susan? Something like that. Yeah. And then, like I said, the girl hormone monster, I love the part it scream at your mother for no reason. Call her Susan. Now jump on your bed and cry so hard no sound comes out. Because <laughs> every teenage girl knows that feeling. Yes, and for every guy knows the, the feeling of there's a hole in a wall. Have you met my perfect fiance? She's great except for the dick splinters. Because I'm going to fuck that hole in the wall. 
Or how you make Garrison Keillor shut up. Are we going to talk about, you know, one of the other characters getting his pillow pregnant? We we should talk about Jay getting his pillow pregnant. Spoilers. And end up naming the baby Scorpion. Scorpion. Even though it's his brother's kid. But you know what? Like, he's going to step up and raise that kid. And that's really impressive for a kid who's 13 who may have said he was 40 while he was coming. Because he was pretending to be, what, David Blaine or David Copperfield? David... What was it? David... David Dane? David... It doesn't matter. No, he's just coming. And he's like, I'm 40! I'm 40! Yeah. I'm an adult male! At one point he says, I'm 41, it's my birthday! (laughs) It's so disturbing. But there's also, you know, after Pillow leaves him and runs away with their baby. Yep. He gets together with the bath hat and gives himself Ashley's foot on the penis. He does. But he does look back up with the Pillow after he runs away with his girlfriend from high school. Middle school? Middle school. Sorry. So... My question on this, Deb, Mm -hmm. is does the show end on a note that it can be ended, or does it warrant a second season? I think it absolutely warrants a second season, but I also wouldn't be, you know, as pissed as I would have been if it ended, just because you do get a little bit of conclusion. Not very much, but a little bit. So we haven't talked about the most disturbing character on Big Mouth. Which one, actually? most disturbing adult character. Once again, which one? The female? No, their teacher. He has a job where he's got to put eggs on glasses? Ugh. Ugh. God, he's so disturbing. And his the hormone, gym teacher, effectively. Say, and his hormone monster is so stunted and deformed. You can say it. It doesn't bother me. I was gonna go. I love you. I love you too. I love pizza. Cowabunga! Ugh. The hormone monster is, uh, I believe, Rick. <laughs> it's weirdly the name of it. I think the other two were named something weird too. Um. Well, it's Connie, and I don't remember the actual name of the monster that belongs to Andrew, but. Um, I will say, having rewatched it, mm-hmm. the two best characters are the gay kid. Mm-hmm. He's so mean. And the no, the gay kid's awesome. Well, no, but he always just has the quips. He does, but he does have the when um, what's her name? The the main female character goes, oh my god, like they're gonna eat him up. And then spit them up because they're bulimic. And he goes, that's funny. You're fucking funny. We're friends now. <laughs> like, the gay kid. And, okay, no, I am sorry to use this term. I'm sorry, but there's only one way to describe him. The art fag. Sorry. You have a point there. I once wrote a question mark at the end of every sentence in the Bible. 
like that kid where he has a Dolfudo named Kevin. Dolfudo, which is a cross between a dolphin and a poodle. Well, yeah. And you can't, like, he thinks fingers are baby corn. Don't like. Yeah. Don't forget that thing I never told you. You know him. You have amnesia. Like, that, that and the gay character. Who apparently is a <laughs> Tony Award-winning actor from Hamilton. <clears throat> okay, then. Yeah, like, Nick Kroll, way to go, really branching out on that one. Like, you got them, you got Paul Shear, Jundan Raphael. Well, if you get Paul Shear, most of the time you get Jundan Raphael. And Jason Manzoukas. I am not a psycho! So all it's all a great show. Yes. And it's one of those, like, I honestly think, like, outside of, like, all of the Netflix talk, it's a show that never really gets talked about. Well, they had a pretty good social media campaign right when it came out where everybody was posting pictures of themselves in their awkward puberty years. Oof. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about Johnny Slate. I'm sorry, I monster pushed you. Your dog looks like Nathan the Fillion. And so you're laughing. So if you're not laughing, you haven't seen it, and watch it. Please, Big Mouth on Netflix. Totally worth watching. It's great. In the first episode, one of the characters gets her first period on a field trip. Second episode. Is that the second episode? Yeah, one of the characters gets her first period on a field trip to the Statue of Liberty. While wearing white shorts. And literally there's nothing they can find to help her except for a 9-11 Remembrance flag. Right. I just love her breakdown in that with her mom where she's like, Ah, come on for a period! And the mom's like, oh, you got your first period and I told you to wear the white shorts. I am so sorry. And the mom is secretly some kind of weird cheating lesbian. Oh yeah, because they found her with the. Uh... Shh, 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 shh. That part. Yeah. Spoilers, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to talk about Jason Manzukis for a few minutes. Sure. Did you catch up on the Good Place? Yeah, I'm yeah. caught up. So because of that, it kind of reminded me I wanted to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine again because okay. I know he's Rose's fiance on that. Sure. And he's just as crazy and fucking weird in that show as he is on The Good Place. Is that all he does now, is play crazy? Yeah, have you not met him? <laughs> no, of course I've not met him. I love him on, you know, How Did This Get Made? Like, I, I honestly think, well, and he has talked, he was on Marin, weirdly enough, um, where he talks about, like, that's his comedic self. Okay. Um, him saying... It's fucking bonkers and what up jerks and all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, he hides behind that and I think that it's just become part of who he is. Okay. I mean, I don't have a problem. He does have the greatest voice for it, by the way. Like I said, I don't have a problem with it. He just seems like he'd be really annoying at a party. Or the best part of it ever. That's the thing. It would go one way or the other. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, there's there's no middle ground there. Okay. Oh, list. Let's talk about Thor. We're going to talk about Thor. You want to tell everybody what the background on your laptop is right now? 
as that car alarm goes off in the background? Is it because we said Thor? It might have been. Oh. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and we talk about it again, and it turns off. Oop. I don't want to say it a third time. I'm it's not like sure who will appear. Bloody Mary or Beetlejuice or yeah. a car alarm. Oh my god, if we made a movie about car alarm? Would, would that be like a remake of Pristine? Yeah, but it'd be like Carl Alarm. So instead of Bloody Mary, you'd have Carl Alarm. When you hear the beeping, you know he's coming for you. Yeah, he'd be in like every car. <laughs> right? Thanks for that, Doug. So, you saw Thor. You saw Thor. I did. I went and saw Thor. It was fantastic. I loved it. I loved everything about it. The soundtrack was awesome. Yes. Mark Mother's Burr, which we didn't bring up. Like I said, the soundtrack was awesome. I thought Hulk looked really good. Yeah. I really liked Valkyrie. Did you like Hulk's voice? It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I liked Valkyrie. I did think it was kind of hilarious that she was drinking a 40. Almost all of the time. Yeah, but it's like, they have 40s on this strange Jeff Goldblum gladiator planet? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange Jeff Goldblum planet. <laughs> Fucker was in, like, what is it? Uh, Earth Girls Are Easy? There's going to be a 40. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Was that really the... Okay. Yeah, that was the name of the film, was Rip Girls Are Easy. Yeah, but, like, was that the justification in that? I was thinking more just, you know, he's done some weird stuff. So, I should be thrown off by a 40. Was it Jurassic Arena? What the hell's Jurassic Arena? The next stage of Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. I still haven't seen Jurassic World. Nobody can see you doing the Chris Pratt right now. I'm doing the Chris Pratt hands. Hold off, Velociraptors. You're gonna be my motorcycles in the finale. Is that really what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. was a hit. It was. Ugh. Well, Thor did very well financially, and with the critics. Yes. Shocking, I know. I think it's great, I except it. that apparently there's been some issues with the song rights. In what way? Uh, Jack Black has called out Thor, or Chris Hemsworth, over him singing Immigrant Song in School of Rock. I'm sorry, what? That sounds stupid. It's gonna be stupid, but it's gonna be awesome. That sounds so stupid. Apparently, uh, because of the immigrant song use in Thor 3, which mm -hmm. you see twice, mm -hmm. uh, once during the underworld demon fight, I guess? Like, lava monster fight? Whatever you want to call I that? I don't even know. Cool. Yeah, you do. The underworld llama... Ugh, llama... L lava, lava monsters! Oh my god, lava llamas! <gasps> oh god, it broke your brain. Okay, cool. Um, 
during the lava monster fight, the sorter fight, mm-hmm. um, and then you see a immigrant song come back in during the slow motion awesome fight scene with uh, Thor and Hela. Mm-hmm. On the Bifrost, yeah. She is like totally unamused, folks. Like she's like, yeah, that happened. I'm like, you saw two gods fight on a rainbow bridge. I noticed they didn't call it the rainbow bridge even once this time. No, they didn't. That's because uh, gunslinger, uh, <laughs> dark tower motherfucker, it was Griselda. like that. He he made it right. Like so, he's leading the the Asgardians to get into space. Well, yeah, he's leading the Asgardians to try and escape. Here's the thing. Idris Elba has talked a lot of shit about Marvel since he made the first Thor. Yeah. And maybe he shouldn't after making the Dark Dark Tower. Tower. Like, you had a better role in the Dark World, which was a Thor movie. But yeah, like I said, he's talked a lot of shit about Marvel since he first started working for them. Why? I don't... There's no point. Why would you do it? Like, and he's, like, barely in the third one where he's like, so I was the, like, blur that grabbed the sword. And then I'm, like, helping some... What are effectively gods, because, I mean, they're... Well, they're Asgardians. Yeah, Asgardians, right. So I'm helping some gods escape, and then, luckily, that stone guy, uh, who's awesome and funny... A name. I Korg. Hi, I'm Korg. Hi, I'm Korg. Voiced by the director. Yeah. Like, just shows up and goes, so I've got a, <laughs> he goes, I've got a spaceship, you want to get on? Like, like, fuck, like, you're gonna bitch about, like, your role in the Marvel Universe, but, like, you ultimately, like, you, it, yes, you saved some of Guardians. Yes, you did. You hid them in the secret place that Hella knew where it was and eventually got there. And then he's like, well, I guess we all die. And then Rock Guy's like, hello, I have a spaceship. Like, I'm the intergalactic rock monster, Mr. Bean. Here you go. Here's your Dusex Machina. I think that it makes sense, considering he was a prisoner, uh, I was going to say, prisoner gladiator, so he's going to have a lot of sympathy. For Who he? Oh, Korg. Yeah. He's a him doll. Like I said, so I think he's going to have a lot of sympathy for people he sees as trapped. Absolutely, and he does. Like, when he drives up uh, as a lifeboat, effectively, yeah. to Asgard and goes, get on, and we're going to go into space so we can finally meet the Guardians of the Galaxy and kickstart this whole cosmic thing. Because effectively that's what's happening. Yeah. What did you think of the fact that they explained Thor and Loki getting to space, effectively, um, another world, another planet, mm-hmm. um, by them falling off the Rainbow Bridge? Or that's, it being fractured? I'm fine with that. I thought that was a really obvious but good you know what I mean? It, it makes sense. Like I said, I didn't have a problem Like, with you it. know they sat in a room for two weeks going, how the fuck do we get Thor to that planet? How do we get Thor to planet Hulk? Exactly. And go, I don't know, a break in the rainbow bridge? And they went, 
Stop yeah. feeling you've hit gold. <laughs> you've hit Asgardian. Like, yeah. Um, and yes, I did love when Loki's up in the box and Hulk does the exact same smashing move with Thor. And he gets up and That's screams. how it feels! Yeah, gets up and screams, that's how it feels. And then looks at Jeff Goldblum and goes, I'm just really into these. Uh, gladiatorial games. Uh, it was great. I th- One thing, like, I, we talked about last week where I said, everyone did great. I think Jeff Goldblum, a.k.a. Blanchett, are the best parts of it. Absolutely. Um, did you think Carl Urban was un- almost unrecognizable? No, because I've seen him with uh, facial hair before in uh, Lord of the Rings. That's a whole joke, but uh, with her and Carl uh, Urban being in Lord of the Rings. I think it's interesting that he's now part of the Marvel Universe and part of Star Trek. Is he the only one that... No, nope. oh, I'm sure there's others. Uh, Simon Pegg. Well, also, um, Chris Helmsworth had a Oh, no, Mar- I'm sorry, you said Marvel and Star Trek, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Because Simon Pegg is both Star Wars and Star Trek. But, I mean, Chris Helmsworth had a small role in the first Star Trek. Oh, fuck, he was the dad, wasn't he? Yep, he was, uh, Chris Pine's dad at the very beginning. That makes total genetic sense. I know, doesn't it? Right? Right? I can't remember who played his mom. It's the lead from uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh, um, yes, no way. No, 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 um, her daughter, the blonde. Oh, um, yeah. Jennifer something? Morrison. There we go, okay. But yeah, she was, I was going to say, you think about those two, you're like, yeah, they'd have a Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, maybe I just forgot, but where the hell was Lady Sif and Zachary Levi in this movie? Well, Zachary Levi was in it. Uh, they killed the Warriors 3 really quick. Okay, I must have just thought. Which doesn't make sense in terms of the character of Volstog, but alright. Um, yeah, they killed the Warriors 3 really quick. Oh, that makes me sad. I love Lady Sif. Uh, she wasn't in the movie. I wonder why. Um, Maybe she's too busy making the blind spot. That's actually the reason. Really? That's too bad. I think this is a much more interesting character. Um, so she was off on a mission while this was happening? Okay. Well, at least she's not dead. No. No, she'll probably be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I kind of just want to see her and Valkyrie interact with each other. Well, you heard about that, uh... How do you say his name? Butiki? Yes. The director of Thor said like he'd be in for another Thor, if not another Marvel movie. Um, I would like to see Sif come back. And like I said, I want to see her and Valkyrie interact with each other. Well, I want to see her like come back to like uh, Asgard and go. Hmm. It's you know, flaming has, rubble. You know she has no sense of humor whatsoever. Oh, she totally does. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. asshole. She was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, I know she was, but okay. I still think that she's still pretty dour and serious. The character, not the actress. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think J- Jamie Alexander, as an actress, I think could really 
come back to the Thor franchise and go, wait, what happened? And I think you get a really good fish out of water story out of that one. I could see a whole plotline with her trying to find survivors and just like freaking the fuck out. Coming to Asgard. Coming to Asgard and somehow realizing that people have and it's like it's like Sotar with like a flaming like sword like like a dick and he's just like yes I fucked this land with fire and exploded it out of death orgasm right wait what I didn't say anything cool you just said death orgasm I might have good band name or a member of X Force um it's the name of your sex tape no. No. No Superman, no here. No, no. No. You need more than a page. Is that a thing? Is that she says that? Not during that clip, but it's right. the different point in the... I was going to say a different point in the series, yes. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Superman... <laughs> Fortress of Solitude made chronology? Sure. And who's cleaning that shit now that Henry Cavill's dead? He's not going to stay dead. No, I know, but, like, who's cleaning that crap? Wasn't he has that forces of solitude, no. right? Who was it that took care of the animals while he was dead in the comics? Was it Batman? I feel like they had, like, one little throwaway panel showing something like that, but it's been so long. No, no, like, he's got, like, well, he's got Robot Superman. He does have Robot Superman. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. May or may not have been the Eradicator? I'm not sure. Hmm. But, like, why would you leave a thing called the Eradicator in charge of animals? Yeah, exactly. So. If he's not gonna fuck them, he's gonna kill them. After he fucks them. So Justice League is coming out in, what, two days? Three days? Uh, yeah. So far, the reviews have been, it's actually not terrible. It's messy, but alright. That's like high praise for a DC film at this point. And a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> I mean, really. Like, let's get into that. Um, they'll get my money. I will see it. Interestingly enough, they've gone, Flash is really funny. One Woman owns it. Uh, Aquaman is cool. Batman co-owns it. No one said shit about Cyborg. He looks very good, either. I think that's why no one said anything about him. Where they're like, and you know that ugly piece of metal that you know helps the diversity. He doesn't. Like I said, at I all. I don't think he looks very good in it, and I don't mean like, I don't think he acts very well in it. I just don't like his costume design. You mean CGI? You know what I mean. I know what you mean. I don't like his character design. I. I think he looks too, once again, sharp, but the fact that he's like a melding of human and mother box, father box, whatever you want to call it, apocalyptic technology, I, I get that he's going to be like, you know, jagged and it's stuff growing out of him, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know how that works. And... Cyborg has been the person that you've never really heard about. Well. In this movie. Okay. Uh, he's been brought into the Justice League with Jeff Johns. 
who, yay. But, um, Cyber being part of the Justice League, I've never been a huge fan of. Um, I just don't think he's that interesting a character. I'd always much rather just have Martian Manhunter. I'm kind of of two minds on that one. Um, I, I do like Martian Manhunter, don't get me wrong. Um, the fact that, like, with the Tower of Babel storyline or, um, uh, whatever that was, the, the Legion of Doom storyline in the, um, animated, that Jeff Johns was there, he was keeping tabs on the Justice League, um, was Batman wrong to have, um, what do you call that, the secondary plans? Oh, yeah, the, the death plans. Crap, what was it called? Uh, but yeah. Basically his backup plan if everything went awry. Yeah, but th there's a word for it. Um, anyway. But that Martian manager had that. Like, that he was on Earth monitoring the other superhumans and saying, like, no, contingency. That's what I was looking for. Contingency. Yes, right? Okay. <clears throat> uh, but that Martian manager had the surveillance but not the contingency whereas Batman did have both um Martian Manhunter can be made an interesting character in that um unfortunately I think he's tied up with CW so should we talk about what's going on with the CW we will in a moment okay. um Cyborg he can be a great character he can be. And Jeff Johns made him one in the comics, where it's the whole, am I human, am I not, what, is it, what does it mean to be human? Yeah. Um, if you have a human being, and you take away their legs and put on robotic legs, are they still no, a human? Yeah. Well, yes or no? I say yes, but you have issues with stuff like that. That's not going to my weird stuff. Um, so, if you... Have a human, and you take away their arms and legs. Are they still a human? Yes. Um, if you replace their heart with some kind of pump um, that runs machine oil through, basically, it gets into very earth. trans, very transhuman, very future uh, futurism. What makes a person a person? I think it's all about the core concept of your identity. Absolutely. And the thing is that Cyborg has always been a very human character in the Teen Titans. There's a moment where Flash runs up... Wally West, mm -hmm. who was the original Teen Titan, as Kid Flash, runs up to Cyborg and Cyborg goes, I don't, I don't know if I'm human or not. And Wally West, Flash... Uh, says, you know, where do you go in Gorilla God, uh, Gorilla Grod? Uh, you know, what do you do with a 500 pound gorilla that wants to, you know, sleep where you sleep? And he goes, I don't know. And he goes, you find somewhere else to sleep. And Cyborg laughed at the joke, right? Mm hmm. And Flash said, that's how you know you're human. You laughed. Like, you had... Like, you're still a brain... Like, it doesn't matter if part of your being is organic, 
whether it be the pectoral muscle, half your face, whatever. The fact that is, he is still human despite being mostly inorganic or organic, depending on your idea of you know biochemistry. Because um, I mean, steel is technically organic, but you know what I mean. Um, machine. He can be a really interesting character. Especially bridging the gap between the fact that he's part mother box, father box, whatever you want to call it. I haven't seen the movie, I don't know, and I know in the comics there's mother and father box, or apocalyptic tech. But, the fact that he bridges the gap between human and technology is really interesting. It's really interesting. And what makes that, what makes him human or not... And then to combine that with, the technology is apocalyptic. I'm your the look on your face is like you're trying too hard. You're trying way too hard, and I don't think Zack Snyder could handle putting that in a movie. And neither can Joss Whedon. Sorry, I'll, I'll agree. I don't know who can, but you know. Duncan Jones. Maybe. The guy that did Moon. Yeah, you also realize he's David Bowie's kid. Yeah, he's still the moon. Alright, like I said, do you want to talk about what's going on with DCTV? No, do you? Not particularly, it just depresses me. So, Adam Kreisberg, a major producer on Supergirl, Flash... Arrow. Arrow, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Ray, mm-hmm. uh, Vixen, we'll just keep mentioning shows, uh, got called out for sexual harassment. As a lot of people are being called out for sexual mm-hmm. harassment. Now, I don't agree with it. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Because it seems like a weird thing to say. Yes. Uh, I. <laughs> How do I phrase this? So I don't you come end off up like a dick either way. Right. I gotta say. Louis C.K., I kind of respect. What, for admitting it and apologizing? Yeah, and just saying, like, look, I like getting my dick out. I'm sorry it offended some people. Those people were ladies who I wanted to get my dick out in front of. But at least he owns it. And and you know they're going to settle. It's all the other ones that are fighting it. Like, it's all the other ones that are fighting it. Like, if they just fucking owned it. Now, I'm not saying own fucking, like, hitting on a 14-year-old Anthony Rapp uh, in terms of uh, Spacey. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you don't own up to hitting on a 14-year-old. But just go, look. It happened. Something happened. Whether I was clear on the specifics or not, here's some money. And I'm not saying that the sexual harassment stuff should go away, but it just seems like it is, it has become a cash grab, hasn't it? I don't think you get to have an opinion since you're not a woman. I don't think I agree with that. Shut down. I think to some extent it's become a cash grab. It's like that fucking shit with 
Bill Cosby. And I'm not defending him giving quaaludes to women and raping them. He gave quaaludes to women and raped them. But I think there was a sub there was a fraction of those ladies that came forward and went, Well it happened to me too. Just to get the money, the attention, whatever. Do you know how hard it is to admit to sexual assault? At this point in time, no, I don't. Shh. I'm sorry, but I think some of it is fabricated. Sorry. Douche. I think some of it is very real. And I th obviously, the, the running gag from, gotta be, from the beginning of time to now. The joke is, you know, like... Oh, I went into a meeting with a producer in the middle of a, you know, in the KFC bathroom and blew him, and now I'm in a movie. Like, that is a running gag. And I know that that gag is now sexual harassment. But I think some of it is inflated for people trying to get attention and money. I'm sorry. I, I honestly believe that. Now, am I saying that all of these claims are false? Absolutely not. Here's a good rule of thumb. Get your girl naked before you take out your penis. Then you know what she's least interested. Yeah, but if I looked like Louis C.K., getting my dick out would be the only move. Declined and he put it away. I shouldn't have to look at dick I don't want to look at. What about no. Gun Girl? I knew what I was walking into. Wild things? Do you want me to see the outline? Oh god no. Really? Oh no, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Oh, you see the whole Kevin Bacon. It's been a long time since I watched it. But once again, I knew what I was walking into. Hollow Man, he rapes a woman! I hated that movie. Invisible Rape? <laughs> if you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.